Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Hi, and welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. It's a conversation that includes you as well as us as we explore our thoughts and emotions and Ways to find love and joy and peace in the most unlikely places, which about now in our history is pretty much everywhere. We're in a pandemic. Now we have a lot of racial unrest and we're in the Ann Arbor, Michigan area. Frank works for the University of Michigan where a lot of conversations are already taking place. I'm having those conversations and interviews on the radio station where I work. And as uh, one of those conversations, the president of the University of Michigan, Dr. Mark Schlissel put it, It's a a moment that has captured our consciousness and touched our souls. And Frank, you work for the University of Michigan, so they're addressing it uh, pretty frequently already, are they not? I do. We had a town hall last week. We had another town hall today, and my department had a meeting as well. And uh, the the whole community is coming together to do what I think what uh, Dr. Schlischel said. You know, it's like this is bringing something into our consciousness. And for a lot of people, that hasn't been the case. And when we talk about, you know, all the things we've done on on exploring awareness, we've been talking about bringing things into consciousness. And we've been bringing things into consciousness through these meditation practices. but, But right now, the world is forcing us to bring these things into consciousness. What does that mean if you're a beginner and you're saying bringing something into consciousness? What exactly does that mean? Yeah, right. Because, you know, you could easily go along your life and, and actually not know that things are happening. And, uh, and and not knowing and not knowing that you don't know can, can result in like being in a bubble, right? And so all of a sudden you bring things into consciousness. And, you know, I was the other day I was driving and um, the sun was setting and, you know, we think, oh, the the sun rises and the sun sets. But, you know, actually the sun doesn't move. <laughs> you know, the sun is oh, in the same place. The earth is turning. There's a certain way you look at it. You think the sun is moving and that's the way we use our language. That's the way we kind of talk. Oh, the sun is rising and the sun is setting. I mean, people probably thought that years ago before they knew the earth was round and the sun is exactly staying in the same place. We're actually moving. And, you know, that's, that's also something like, wow, have you ever really thought about that? And, uh, and that's the truth of the matter, you know, regardless of how we might think and do and move around in the world. So now we have a lot to think about. We have our health to think about, our well-being to think about. Are we going to get a disease that could kill us or make us really, really ill. And I think people kind of got fed up with that. And then we had these incidents with involving police and white officers and, and black victims. And uh, it just all kind of came roaring to a head. And it's not an easy conversation to have. I'm just going to say that up front. And as an objective journalist, I always try to be really careful about what I say and how I say it. And I think about both sides before I say something and, and almost anticipate the reaction to that. And, and please know that my intention, my intention is always to say something that is helpful. We would ask that you listen and not judge us. And we would ask, and we're not going to tell you what to think or how to feel or what to do, but Frank felt strongly about having this conversation. And I try to be as open and supportive as possible with the end goal being, how can we help people? 
So what exactly did you want to hone in on? Right. Well, I think that when Dr. Schuschel said, you know, bringing into consciousness, what, what, what does that mean for us? And with this podcast, we've been doing something called Exploring Awareness. And we started out by, by something so, so very simple, and that is bringing consciousness to the breath. And the reason we can bring consciousness to the breath is because the breath is right there. You know, it's right there, right in our body. And uh, when people talk about meditation techniques and mindfulness, we always use the breath at least as one way to start. And so really, just really becoming conscious of the breath, something that's been going on your whole life is like the first step. And, and then you might say, well, what's the big deal about that? Well, <laughs> right. It's like, that doesn't, that doesn't sound like, and, and you may have heard, oh, mindfulness causes stress reduction. And mindfulness of the breath is how people start. But we really are taking it way, way further than that, right? Because we also talk about mindfulness of the body. We talk about mindfulness of the thoughts. And we talk about mindfulness of emotions, and so when we're going around with in our on our everyday life, we can we can work on that. Sometimes we work at that at our leisure, right? Sometimes we work at that uh, because we want to feel stressed, less stress, or we want something, you know, we want more relaxation. And that's great, and that is fine, and that that's that's what we've been doing for years when things were were um, you know calm. And now all of a sudden, in the last four months, we, we don't necessarily have that luxury to be able to do that at our leisure. At right now, we are being asked by a huge historical moment to bring consciousness to this. And you know, I cannot ever pretend to say I know and experience what other people in the world have experienced. But I feel like what I can do and what I can suggest as one thing other people can do is to bring, to allow these things um, that are happening to become, to, to bring them into our consciousness and use these exploring awareness techniques that we've been talking about, you know, to look at them. And even though they're difficult and even though they're painful, you know, just like we, when we talked about in previous episodes, uh, I think episode number five is called, Oh, Those Emotions, you know, becoming aware of your emotions and letting them be there so that you can be aware of them results in some healing, results in some connection to something deeper. And then we don't know what will happen after that. But once you start connecting to something deeper, we talk about moving in a different lane or you know, making decisions like a trajectory of a ship. You know, a ship can set a trajectory for this way, but if you just shift it a little bit, it ends up in a whole different place. And so I thought that today we could connect this, this work that we're doing here when people are wondering, what can I do? You know, start with yourself. And this is one way you could do that. And so that's why I thought we should kind of focus our exploring awareness on that particular idea. So I like start with yourself. Everybody's so judging and worried about what other people are doing and saying, and they put their black square up wrong and they're now they're not speaking at all. And 
you know, why don't we just start with ourselves? I like that. And not worry about what everyone else is doing and worry, not worry, but be aware of who you are and what you're thinking and how you might change it. Right? I wanted to go back to the, to the breath thing. All of a sudden that really excites me that is so simple, but it's such an awareness thing. And you're like, I'm breathing and it happens and I don't have to try. I mean, I try, I'm a big trier and a big thinker in life and I try so hard and I think about things, but you know, if you're lucky, if things are going well, you just breathe and you don't have to try. And I like focusing on that. It's taken me a while to get that. But once you do, it's like, oh, okay, that's such a lovely thing. I'm breathing. Aren't I lucky? And I'm going to focus on that. But let's start with ourselves. And I think, you know, it is painful. You you mentioned that. I, think, I don't want to think we're asking too much of people. You know, you don't have to do this but it might be helpful. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, I think some people really want to know what they can do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, because you see, there's a problem. I mean, there is a big problem and what can I do? You know, and and different people have, you know, different kind of jobs or ability to do different things. I mean, I'm kind of involved in teaching about this at the school and, you know, working on this at the state level on maternal mortality. So, so I've been you know, involved in these, these things and been these things, but not everyone has that opportunity. You know, that last episode we had that uh, saying I learned about, you know, a peaceful person makes a peaceful neighborhood, makes a peaceful city and on and on. So if you don't know what to do right now, and if you feel confused, I would just say, well, this is one thing that you can do to connect to something deeper, you know, deeper in yourself, and then, and just see what happens because maybe the thinking through this isn't working, right? Maybe we can't think our way through this, but we feel our way through this. Or maybe once we feel some inner dimension, we can think of ways to do things that we might not be able to think of when we're all confused. So, so that's, that, that is really starting at the core. And I like that you, that you mentioned the breath or that you commented on the breath because believe it or not, I mean, the breath is so simple, but that's the doorway. That's the way to start. And it doesn't make sense in your brain necessarily that this is your doorway to start. But believe me, a lot of people have experienced it and they have found that it's the doorway and and myself as well. But but we'll have to drop our analytical minds (laughs) in order to experience that. And so if you're willing to do that, even for a short amount of time, you know, then other things might be exposed you might even find there's a lot of freedom there freedom from preconceived ideas freedom from things that you think you knew already uh, an expansion you know from a contracted place to a, to a much bigger space and in that bigger space there's there's way more things you can do way, a lot more you can move around to do and it's driven by what's in that space, that sense of love, that sense of peace, that sense of generosity, the sense of joy, wisdom, strength. You know, what is your essence outside of, you know, what you've been thinking? My favorite word, that's my word of the month, essence. I knew that one. I knew that's, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Michelle Obama mentioned it in her recent yes, comment. I, I heard that. 
And you and I just really started talking about it. I just think it's such a lovely word. It's not like saying it's your personality or it's your neurotic mind or it's something. It's your essence. It's, what is your essence? Just re re give us a quick review. Yeah, what is your – well, you know, that's a great question, isn't it? And I always say that when there's not a clear answer <laughs> <laughs> because your, your essence is your essence and it's something that you experience. And the, the experience of essence – you know, the experience of your, of your internal dimension will happen, you know, through other things, you know, like I, I know you love nature, right? And so you can be out in nature and you've been at the Peonies Garden and you've been to Lake Michigan and uh, people have, have, have had those experiences in nature. You know, when you're just present and I'm not telling you to not think, but in those cases, you're not thinking, right? You're just being just being present, right? And then that sense of essence, or, or you like the word grace as well, don't you? Because I, I do, I do. Grace, grace is also like a, one of those words. It's like you can't pour grace into a cup. Grace is um, essence, grace. You know, those things are, 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 are difficult to talk about and they're only experienced. However, when you know, when you say grace, and you know what grace means, and I say grace, and I know what grace means, it's the same grace, you know. And so there's some unity in that grace. There's a oh. unity in the essence. And I've actually been having debates with people lately about grace. People, you would be surprised at how many different definitions people have of what grace is, or what it means, or how it feels. Yeah. Well, that's the problem with words. <laughs> Right, because you say a word and it means one thing for one person and another word, another meaning for another person. And so, as we do this podcast, you know, I don't like to be, you know, confined by words, but we'd like to use words to describe something that no words can describe. And so, and that's what human nature is like for me. It's just healing and peaceful and beauty and it happens and you no one I we don't have to try to make it happen you know the waves come on the on the shore and I have nothing to do with that and the thousands of flowers bloom all at once and I have nothing to do in the, with that I but I can go and I can be in that moment and I can right. you know, my interpretation of grace and it's healing right and would you call that present moment awareness would you also be able to use those words when you're surrounded by 700 peonies bushes, which they have at the University of Michigan, with dozens of blooms, yeah, you're not thinking about much else than just, wow. You're just present. Present right. moment awareness. Yeah. And, and that's one of the parts of the definition of mindfulness, you know, to be mm. present in the moment. And there's also that non-judgmental. Yeah. Now, that's a difficult word because people – are afraid to be non-judgmental because geez if i'm not judging something you know i'm saying it's okay what really if you don't judge something you might say that you're you know being passively accepting of it if you don't judge it hmm. and i've heard that before and so it's it, it's really about being open to what is happening in the in the present moment whatever it is uh, you may not like it <laughs> Or you may love it, 
but how do you just not how do you not judge it so you can say well that's really good and i want more of what's good or that's really bad and i and i and i don't want any more what's bad you know that those are the kind of things that cause problems hmm. so non-judgmental is just absorbing it and so when you're absorbing the flowers or the ocean or nature you know you're just really present to that and it has a positive quality uh, and when you're observing racism and violence and pandemics and death and people dying from brutality, you know, you've got to absorb that as well. And, and that's bad. and It feels bad. But, you know, to, to see these things from a place of awareness, then, you know, you, you can respond from there. Right. And so you see these beautiful flowers and you respond with joy to those beautiful flowers and you take it in and you see this, the, the, the darkness and you respond to that in a way that makes sense to you as well. It may be however you respond to it, whether it is going to a march or starting a nonprofit or contributing to a nonprofit, or just, you know, talking to your friends from an open place, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to respond to that, but it's still a response. So, so what would a reaction be? You know, you could react to those flowers by saying, oh, those flowers, and you pick them, and you you don't want to leave, and, you know, there's a way you could react to good things, and I think there's other examples of that, you know, and there's a way you can react to bad things, but what we're talking about is a, a response from a deeper place than a reaction, you know, from a, from that, uh, from that, from the more primitive part of the mind. So when I respond to what's happening, it breaks my heart. Last episode, you said some beautiful, amazing things and it was really hard not to have an emotional reaction. So was that responding to have an emotional reaction? To what? What was it? Racism and all the problems in the world and the disharmony and the, you know, unfairness that, that, that's taking place. My, I guess it's a reaction to be upset, isn't it? I think that, uh, well, I, I think being upset is actually very, it's not a reaction. It's more like an emotion. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think anger is also a really important emotion and, you know, sadness is an important emotion. And, um, and so these things are going to come and, mm. uh, and, and what we do with that is really important. So you have sadness and you're aware that sadness is present. Well, then, then what do you do with that? You know, I mean, you're going now and you're, you're, you're integrating that sadness and you're not crawling in a ball you are actually out in the world and in interviewing people, you know, about this issue from a place, you know, of strength um, and stability and wisdom, right? Even though you've certainly you've got those things going on in your head, but, but you're responding, you know, in a, in a way, effective way from your sense of wisdom. Right. But I feel like I need, you know, how you exercise your body, I need to exercise my inner strength because I feel in order to approach this and deal with this and my bottom line is always to try to make it better that I need to be stronger. I need more inner strength. 
so I can be calmer and centered and deal with this in a way that it's going to make things better. So yeah, I've been looking for inner strength. What is what is inner strength? You know, I'm a big researcher. What does inner strength mean? And, and where does it come from? And I actually, of course, looked it up. You always laugh at me, but I look everything up and I found one definition of inner strength is to train your mental and emotional body as well as your physical self. We need to be strong so we can be calm and keep our heads on straight and all right you're laughing at me (laughs) well you know uh, i love to bring this up um the top-down approaches versus the bottom-up approaches all right well help me be strong bottom-up well i would say that you and me and everyone in this whole world has already got all the inner strength that you need and i am not the only one has experienced glimpses of this periods of this you know there are people who are are always there but you but but there's this this um you know a, a lot of us want inner strength from someplace else and you, you know you use your your brain and you, and you and you want that or you might do things to 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 make that happen and that paradox of it's when these things are are let go of that you actually get the strength. So that means it's in you, right? I'm like, I'm going to give myself points for that, right? That that it's in you already. Yeah, because um, it's inner strength. It's it's inner strength. It's already there. It's been there your whole life, and the doubts that you have about it are what are getting in the way of it. Oh. And so when you bring those doubts into awareness, then that's when you find those that inner strength. So inner strength has always been there. It's part of who you are. It's the doubts about it. Well, how do we, is that our upbringing? How do we doubt our own inner strength? Where does that come from? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Your, your upbringing, your, your culture, your experience in the world. Um, it brings up a lot of things. It it brings up self-doubt. Absolutely. Mm. And it brings up uh, inadequacies and it brings up, um, self-consciousness you know and then and, and all of those things that were trained you know by listening to commercials and watching television and listening to our parents and certainly high school does that to kids as well and yeah. you know the need to conform and the need to be in a certain way as defined by culture so certainly those things are are infused into our society and 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 this what we're talking about when exploring awareness is to really take a step back and see how all that is happening. And that includes issues around race. So there's racial inequality, institutional racism built in to the system, you know, and a lot of people don't know that. You yeah. know, people don't know that. I was just hearing today um, in one of these conferences that, uh, you know, after World War II, um, the um, African-American GIs didn't have the same opportunity in the GI Bill. People made cities zoned in different ways so that different races lived in different areas. As a result of that, you have different levels of education because schools are funded by their localities, you know. So there's all these things that are built in. And if you're just reacting, you may not give yourself the freedom and the opportunity to really take in the big picture. You get locked into your own ideas 
you know, without seeing what the truth of the matter is. And to see what the truth of the matter is, it's going to take this skill, this, this, this practice to become aware. Now, you may not know all the details, but once you start doing this practice, when you move around in the world, you'll be a lot more open to details. You won't be so judgmental. You know, you're going to be moving around from your strength. And the world is going to seem like a different place. So, those are my pet ducks at the window. (laughs) You're making this super serious point. Well, the ducks agree with you, right? They do. Last week it was Jack. This week, the animal lover. That's hilarious. Yes. Good to know. Um, What do we need to be aware of? Hmm. Well, we start by being aware of the breath, and that's really hard to do right? because your mind starts to wander, uh-huh. and then of being aware of the body, and then being aware of thoughts, and being aware of emotions, and then resting as awareness. So those are the things that we can become aware of, and then we'll rest as awareness. I'm just thinking of the people listening. They're going, well, how does that make me awareness, aware of my bias or racism or any of those things that I thought we were talking about? Well, because bias and, and racism are thoughts. So There's- just getting into that spot, being aware of your breath, and we do those meditations that be aware of your body and being aware of your thoughts and letting them go and doing all that is going to help us kind of dig down deep to well, I mean, if, if you really were aware of your thoughts and you were aware how your, how your brain is conditioned, you know, to think in certain ways, the, the place of awareness is that non-judgmental present place. And so there's no racism there and there's no, there's nothing there. It's empty. It's, it's all good. Yeah. If we could all experience that you know this world will be a very different place but but right now we don't you know everyone's got their own ideas everyone's got their own set of rules and uh and 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 those things are all different what unites us all is something deeper right but until you experience it you won't know that what unites us all is something deeper absolutely you know me, I always want the quick fix. Like what? What unites us? Well, we'll it? go back to that word essence. Mm. You know, um, you might, if you're religious, you might say God, you know, we're all divine, you know, and it's just when you, when you go beyond thoughts, these things all dissolve away. Differences, I mean, what's... Oh, when you're able to understand, you know, what are all the conditions and all these conditions come and go and change, they don't mean anything. They're temporal. They're based on history. They're based on, you know, preconceived ideas. They're based on tragic historical events. It has nothing to do with someone's essence, someone's truth you know someone and and, I, and again i like to use the word awareness because we can kind of understand it a little bit better but that ha, that that's what connects us all 
And the things that divide us are just conditions. That doesn't mean that people haven't had different experiences with their life. And it doesn't mean that there is not identity as well, because there certainly is. And there's certainly a responsibility from our ethical minds, you know, to make these things better. So I am not denying, and I'm not trying to say we're all the same either, because we all also have our own life experiences and biases and things that we don't yet understand. And so, you know, the working with it, though, opening the door to that is the way to get started, and at least to be able to have a conversation. So if someone is very angry, I appreciate that. But, you know, to have a conversation, we're going to have to talk about our anger. We're going to be aware of our anger. We're aware of our lack of understanding or aware that we're uncomfortable about talking about this, but continue to do it anyway. You know, so that that's what I'm talking about. It's a position of awareness that allows us to move around through these difficult conversations or through our anger or whatever is coming up for us. So you're saying there's peace and love and joy in our inner awareness and our essence. Absolutely. And maybe in that place, we might realize that we're all one and that we're connected in this calm, non-judgmental place. Yes. If you know that place, then you can move around in the world then non-judgmentally. You know, your feelings will come and go. Your ideas will come and go but you still move around the world in a different way. So you're on these conferences with your colleagues at the university. Have you shared any of these thoughts with them? I'm wondering how they're going over. Yeah, that's a good question. So I also did a guided meditation today during a faculty seminar. And, um, and we did a guided meditation uh, that allowed people to open up to some of their their thoughts and biases. And so, you know, the and people that are listening to this podcast are listening to it because they want to listen to it. And I think it's really important that when we talk about these things that people come to it with an interest in it. Cuz mm-hmm. it's very hard if someone isn't isn't interested in this uh, to be defensive, you know, and um, and it took to be taken in the wrong way. Right. And, and, and I understand that I've had people tell me like, why would I want to do that? Like, well, if you don't want to do that, then, then don't. (laughs) But, but those people aren't necessarily looking for another way, you know, and and I'm not going to judge where they're coming from. So, so I think that if, if people ask, well, how can we move forward in this? My answer is going to be, find your peace, find your truth. Because I think if you do that, you're not going to ask me how anymore. Because you're going to know. A lot of people put a lot of effort into covering up their pain. I mean, we're all, I, we're all the walking wounded. I, I, I believe that based on our backgrounds and our childhoods and being out in society. So I think people put on a lot of masks or do a lot of things to cover up their pain. And now you're asking them to... You know, I, I feel like the squirrels out in my yard roaming around looking for the nuts they buried, you know, uh, a few seasons ago. You got to dig around and you got to look hard and it's not easy. And I'm thinking that's what you're saying. You're telling people to dig through those painful thoughts and find their peaceful you know, essence. For some people, that is going to happen. 
And, you know, there, if you've been suppressing painful thoughts for a very long time, um, it, this work can be difficult. And uh, that, that's why it won't be, <laughs> it won't be stress reduction. But I would say that uh, the only way out is through. And so if, if you have to work through some pain, then, then the only way to heal that is to work through it and, and get through it. And sometimes that does take working with someone else, you know. And, and being willing to admit you might have been wrong. Yeah, you have to be willing to admit you might have been wrong. Yeah, exactly. And that's okay. I mean, people are wrong all the time. And how are you going to get past that? But by, but by, by working through it and, and getting past it. And it's like, forgive yourself, you know, compassion. We had a whole episode on compassion. Could you be compassionate to yourself because you were wrong? You know, a lot of people are very compassionate with their friends when they're wrong. You know, but maybe being compassionate with yourself when you're, with, when you're wrong is also a way to move forward. Well, I think that might be a useful thing to, to touch on in, in our in the racism situation that we have right now, that as we have more conversations and actually I personally feel like we're done with the conversations, we need actions. But as we move forward, just to say, I didn't I realize that just because you're black or African-American, you had to put up with that. And I'm sorry to hear that. And I acknowledge I didn't know that. I accept my responsibility for how I may have contributed to that in society. And we're moving forward. We're yeah. moving beyond that so that's taking a little accountability for it and forgiving enough to beat yourself up about it you just you know acknowledge it and be open to being better well and and i am quite sure that many people would appreciate that so much more than people not acknowledging it or denying it or burying it or hiding their head in the sand because believe me People who've been oppressed for whatever reason, <laughs> they're already a lot more conscious because they've had to go through these things. You know, they're they're very the people are very very aware when they've been challenged over and over again, and now we're being challenged and we're being forced. At least we're being invited to, you know, be conscious, fully conscious of what is happening, and 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 to me, that's the that's the first step. That's the first step to doing something because otherwise you, know, you, you can do things, but is it really authentic, you know, and, and, and it might be, you know, but if you're struggling with this, I think that going within and, and just, just, we're not talking about a lot here. We're talking about, you know, 30 right. minutes a day of just exploring. And, and it's not just about, you know, racism, it's about everything that you judge, you know, everything in the world. How are you going to move into the world with peace and joy and the wisdom, you know, if you're all locked up in judgments and thoughts and expectations and inadequacies and all these things, you know, it, it, may, it may not look that different on the other side, but you'll feel a lot different on the other side. And so when we talk about exploring awareness, we are inviting people into this process. And we're using mindfulness techniques to explore awareness and see what happens, right? I don't promise anything. It's really your own experience. 
and what's going to happen. So when you get this, when you get it, there's a there's going to be a little bit of a shift, a qualitative shift, and you keep working with it, you know, and 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 things in the world will be very different. It doesn't sound like it's that difficult. It's like from here to here. It does. It's it, it, it's it's not that difficult, but it, it but it's a big step. But but we know you, could be painful. It it could reveal painful situations that you have suppressed. It also can reveal traumatic situations that you suppressed. And um, you know sometimes if those if that starts to happen, it's time to stop. Now you you might be able to to you know just feel into your body and feel yourself safe here in the present moment. But I think that for some people, it's tough. You know, some uh, returning war veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, it must be a, extremely difficult, you know, to have memories and thoughts and all these things in your head. And when you stop, you know, keeping yourself busy or watching TV, it starts to come up and you don't want it to come up. Right. But I know that mindfulness techniques and, and getting past that and connecting to this part of you that didn't change, you know, that's where the healing is going to come from. And so when people work with PTSD patients, you know, they work with mindfulness and they're like, okay, you can say to someone, oh, that was in the past, but it's not. It's still there for them. But mm -hmm. connecting to something that was the same before they went and, and after, those conditions that happened to them, you know, there can be some space between them. And the more you practice this, the more space you get. And then these thoughts can come up and they won't be so painful just a little less painful because you're here from this place of presence and these thoughts are happening and then these thoughts are happening and these thoughts and they come and they go and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, oh, wait a minute, they're coming and going. You know, so, it's a, so the uh, identification with thoughts can kind of dissolve and the identification with the core can be built up. Like Pilates for your mind. <laughs> Pilates for your soul. For your soul. There you go. Yeah. Oh, boy. You know, a lot of us don't want to give up our thoughts. We don't want to give up preconceived ideas because we think that's right. who we are. Right. And that's, the, and that's what we think. And so when we're aware of what we think, then we might realize we're actually the awareness of thoughts and not the thoughts themselves. Mm. I think about that a lot lately. I like that. You know, you're not your thoughts. Who are you? You're not your thoughts. Your thoughts are something that you cook up, right? Yeah, exactly. Or that you've learned or, you know, you think are true and, and they may or may not be. You, you are the space between your thoughts and the space between your breath. And yes. you have the freedom to let them all go. Right. You do. You, 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 you do. There's this one metaphor like, your, your, your experience with life could be you in a crowded garage and you got all this stuff and it's in your way and it's keeping you from getting what you want to do. Or you can have this stuff, but you're in like a huge airport 
airplane hangar. You know, and you got all you got the stuff, but you got all this space to move around and do things. You know, and uh, or I used to have a, a metaphor of, of of being, you know, in this mountains with meadows and valleys, and I was just like stuck in one little corner of it. You know, you're stuck in your thoughts, and you're stuck in a very small world that you create with your thoughts. You know, so 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 how how do you dwell outside of that? And then there's that. Remember that tiger we talked about, the Washington Zoo, when it entered its habitat, it just maintained the same path that it had before, even though it was out. It couldn't it couldn't see that it had so much more potential. And mm. what I would say when we're identified with thoughts, we're identified with a very small experience of life. And of yourself, a small part of yourself. Just a very small part of yourself. And when we practice these type of things, and again, I'm not, there's no ideology here and there's no dogma here. I'm just telling you where we talked about how we do it and this is what we'd like to share with you. And there's lots of ways, you know, Tara Brock has great videos and Adyashante and Jack Cornfield and Dan Siegel and lots of those are, are my teachers and so many other people. We're all saying the same thing, and they say it probably a lot better than me. But still, it's all there, and it's all out there, and there is another way. And in this case, we're talking about it in terms of racism. So there's another way to deal with this, and that's what we're inviting with this podcast. I hear you. Right now, you know, every week something else happens and it's like you thought last week was tough well this week more things are happening and it's a lot for someone like me who's an empath who feels everything Mm -hmm. it's hard to just let it all go you know really really hard but i hear you and i try and i don't stop trying and and maybe you don't have to let it all go maybe you could just bring it to awareness well what i've noticed when i'm meditating and things happen and and I start you know getting thoughts and things when I become aware of them it it it's not like I'm letting them go but they're kind of dropping off you know it's like when you're aware of a thought it doesn't have any weight anymore hmm. that's something that we you know you can try it's like well when you become aware of it it doesn't last long Hmm. And so that's it, it looks like letting go, but it's actually dissolving. <laughs> you know, we can try that. You know, we can try that with some thoughts to, during the guided meditation. Like, yeah, and then when they dissolve, what's left over? And then a new thought comes up. So, well, and right, well, that's why you have to keep doing it over and over and over. Yeah. Remember, I think I've mentioned Alan Watts' quote before, the one that I love so much. Um, it's a paraphrase, but it's like, who is the you that knows that it knows that it knows, right? You've, you've heard me say that many yeah, times. Yeah, sure. And the bigger question is, who is the you? Like, it's like, who am I that knows that it knows that it knows? And so you can say, well, I know that I know, you know, this, that that's that's as basic you know life and and to know that you know 
You know, that's what we're talking about, kind of exploring awareness. But who is it that knows, right? And that, that's the question that can't be answered with words that can only be answered through this, I would say, through meditation practice by, by going over and over again, practicing being aware of your breath, body, thoughts, and emotions. You know, I thought about the other day I was meditating and I was, the thoughts are coming. I thought, okay, I'm going to start being aware of my body. Maybe that will distract me. Is that the point? Why are you checking out your body and thinking, hey, I think my calf muscle's twitching? Is that to get your mind off your thoughts? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that it's one of those doorways to awareness, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like when you're aware of your body as it is in the present moment, and if your calf is twitching, you know, can you just let your calf twitch? Right now, if you're in severe pain, you should move. But you know, if there's like an ache, sometimes even when you become aware of muscle tightness, it just relaxes because like, oh, I didn't know I had that there. Right. You know. So I think, like the breath, awareness of the body is also a doorway for people and and a very good way to be grounded. Because if you know, you could you could lose yourself in thought. So if you just come back into your body and up. I think it's 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 interesting at this level. Like, if, if when you're aware of your body, like aware of your hands and aware of your feet, that they're they're all of a sudden there. You know, they 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 they've always been there because it's part of your present moment experience. But but there's a a word Adyashanta uses called animated with awareness. You know, or alive with awareness. You know, and I don't want to talk about death right now, but uh, being alive, you know, you're 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 alive and you're moving and you're aware of your whole body and you're present in it. And again, it's a s- simple thing, of course you are, but but to be aware of that is like a, a miracle. It's wonderful. It's a whole different, you know, qualitatively different approach to sitting and being you know to feel the awareness of your body but what it does is it opens the awareness gate just like becoming aware of your thoughts it's like oh yeah and there's yeah it's all part of the practice so what do you want to meditate on today well i think it would be good to um to do kind of a, a mindfulness or awareness of, of thoughts and emotions and let's work with that and also work with just being open to what is, to welcome what is, you know, whatever it is and to practice inviting difficult thoughts and, and challenging situations and just letting them be what they are, you know, and see if identifying with awareness does not cultivate some way that would allow you to respond and to maybe do something hmm. that you'd like to do. Okay. Sounds okay. good. So, yeah. so, so the intention of the meditation today will be, you know, to connect to that deeper place of response and to see, well, what does that, what, what would what might that 
suggest to you to move forward. And so we'll start with our doorways, which will be breath and body, right? And so we use the breath and body to kind of get our awareness going. And then we'll do some awareness of thoughts and emotions. Okay, any questions before we start? Nope. I think it's very important. If you have a question, please, you can email us. Let me get that in right now. Exploringawareness at gmail.com. We, we're looking for your questions. So, yeah, if you have a question, I don't have a question, but if you've been listening to this or as we move forward and you have a question, email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. I had to get that in. Sorry. Now we're going to meditate. So the other thing is um, let's not have any expectations and let's not, Let's not, um, I don't want to try to, you know, make thoughts go away. So today we're just going to welcome everything in and, uh, and, and see what happens when we, when we become aware of it. Does your mind ever race or are you past all that? Sure it does. My mind races. When you're meditating? Less and less, but it's, right. uh, it, it depends. It depends on, on the day. Okay. Depends on what's going on, but um, if I meditate in the morning, you know it, it doesn't race. And, and 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 usually when I meditate, it's for forty minutes, and my mind might race at first, and then um, and and that's okay. Most of the time, I can settle down into a nice presence. But it takes practice, and you know, mm-hmm. it takes a little bit of time, and that's fine too. I mean, you got your whole life, no rush. Okay. What's fine? But anyway, it's um, it's it's not a it's not a judgment. It's not a competition. It's just uh, we're all on this journey together, and um, and I encourage everyone to keep trying. And uh, and so now we're going to do this special thing. This is special because you know it's it's most of our day is spent in our minds on tasks and other things. And so now we just have this very special time to, to experience something different. And so I invite you all to have a nice seat in your spot. With your back upright, your feet on the floor, and your hands in your lap. And just start out by feeling your body right here in this chair. And whatever you're coming with, is fine. Pains in your body, racing minds, racing thoughts. It's all okay. But so the guidance comes in when I'll just ask you to notice or be aware of your breath.
And a good way to start is by just being aware of the air as it goes into your nostrils. Fills your lungs to that certain point. And then there's a little trigger and the process reverses. And some people, this is all they do for meditation. And just by being aware of the breath, notice what it's doing to your body and your mind. And and just notice if you might already be feeling a a little more relaxed. And also, you know, there's sounds that are distracting. And just bringing those to awareness too, non-judgmentally, if you can. Those are just sounds that are happening. And sometimes you might feel annoyance by sounds or distraction by sounds and you can just bring those feelings into awareness as well because this is about being aware of whatever is happening in the present moment letting it happen non-judgmentally And so the breath is happening non-judgmentally. And sounds of the world are happening. Your body. Just we'll just quickly Feel into the feet and the ankles and lower leg and knee and upper leg and hips. Feeling both of your lower legs, your abdomen, your back, your chest shoulders, your hands, wrists, and forearms, and elbows, and upper arms, and shoulders. Just feeling your whole body below your head. Then moving up the back of your head, 
and around your ears and the top of your head, and your forehead, and your eyes and nose and mouth, and chin. And so we'll hear now with our breath and our body. And in our heads, our brains. And we'll start just by thinking what you had at your last meal. And if you just think of that, maybe you have a memory of what it looked like or what it smelled like. Okay, and so the Thought is there, and now shift to being aware of that thought. And to see what happens. And you can think of some happy event that happened to you this week. And just bring that into awareness with your breath. Be aware of that thought. Then you can bring up a difficult thought from this week. an image, video. Something you found very challenging. A thought you had 
and just let it be there in your awareness. And remember how it made you feel. Sad, anger, frustration, overwhelm. So those thoughts, those emotions happening. And just take a breath and be aware of those. And then rest as awareness. And as more things pop up, it's not, I don't try to get rid of them, but just let them be as cars on a train going by or clouds in the sky. And as they come up and go by, you can get some insight into how your mind is working. But the place of awareness is just objective. It's witnessing what's happening. And it's compassionately letting whatever's happening in your mind happen. While a part of you can just take it in. And you might get insight, learn how you think. Learn why you think. Why are you judgmental? Where did you learn to be judgmental? Is being judgmental part of your true self? Or is part of your true self just love and generosity?
is the fear that you have, is it real? Or are you safe right now, in the present moment? If not, how do you make yourself safe? If you're defensive, Where does that come from? And is that something learned or is that a reaction? Or does that come from habit? gain insight into that, how your mind is working while you rest in the present moment. Non-judgmentally, and if you can do that, that you might experience freedom. And joy, and peace, and love. That will come just from inside you, from your essence. The more you can know your essence, the more your essence will guide you how you move through the day. And maybe that way, a response will come. from a place of spaciousness and openness. Which would be very, very different from a reaction. And maybe you can bring those reactions into awareness and see how Reactions come from a small place of judgment and dismissiveness.
And so you can access this awareness place anytime you'd like. And you can always start with your breath and just be aware of the breath and just connect more practice for longer using this guided meditation or others. And just be patient with yourself and compassionate with yourself. And try to practice this every day. And so we'll stop now. By just taking three deep breaths. And then opening your eyes. Do you feel calm? Do you meditate yourself when you're leading a meditation? Yes. Do you? Yes. Yeah, that's how I meditate. I always start with being aware of the breath and then do a body scan and then become aware of my thoughts because that's where it's, it um, takes a little bit. But it's pretty, you know, the body, the, the breath, I always start with those steps, you know, and sometimes it's longer. And then sometimes I get distracted and I go back to the breath and do it again, you know, and eventually kind of settle down and you just sit in that place. And to me, it never gets boring. It never gets dull. It's like a returning home. It feels really authentic. And I feel you saying that how it doesn't get how you don't get bored when you do it. Doesn't get bored because the, the mind gets bored, but the but the but awareness doesn't get bored. There's there's just nothing boring about awareness. <laughs> Would you say it's refreshing? It is absolutely. Yeah, it is. And so, and it's, you know, you get that, you just feel, you feel connected and you feel kind of a glow. And hmm. again, it's not something you think up. It's like you connect back to this home place, you know, and it, and it's there. And for some people it's easier and some people it takes work and practice. And so I encourage everyone to work on it. You connect to your essence. Yeah, I don't know what else we can do, you know, to change the world. So that's why we're doing this podcast and and make the world a more peaceful place. Well, we certainly appreciate all your thoughts and messages. And if you have a message for us, you can, again, email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Our web page again is www. I think people know that by now. ExploringAwareness.org. ExploringAwareness.org. Yes. All right.
Well, thank you for listening. Visit us on social media. And uh, we will be back again next week to explore awareness some more. And of course, we would like questions and comments from, from the listeners if they have any. And thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Stay safe. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.